Hi friends, I'm Kara Kay. And I'm Elizabeth. And this is the Asking for a Friend podcast. Each week we are navigating challenging questions you have about yourself, the church, and the world. But don't worry, we know you're only asking for a friend. Today we're talking about the crazy holidays and answering the question, how can the holidays be more meaningful? So join us as we break free from the status quo and engage in conversations that matter. All right, it's Christmas time. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I love this time of year. I do too. Everything feels so magical. It does. It's so nice because I hate cold weather. But if you can have Christmas, then I'm okay with cold weather. Yes, I agree. I actually don't mind cold weather. Um, and I do wish it would snow a little bit for my kids. But you and I yes. both live in places where it doesn't really snow. No, I think we get like a dusting once or once every two years usually. Yeah. So Last year, I took my kids to the dentist as we were leaving school. It was around lunchtime. Snow, tons and tons and tons of snow. Teachers let the kids out of class to go play in the oh, snow. That's awesome. I, it was so great. But I took my kids out of school, took them to the dentist, went through the drive through to grab lunch. I kid you not, we drove back to the school and the snow was gone. Oh, of course. It, it was so Texas. I was like, this is ridiculous. My poor kids were so mad at me. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of the worst day for a kid. It was terrible. I felt terrible, but oh well. That's, that's amazing. Texas. Yep. Okay, so this week for our little things, why don't we talk about a gift that we are most excited about giving this Christmas? Okay. Yes, I love that. All right. I am really excited because one of my sons, my oldest son, he's kind of known for wearing crazy socks, like the kind that go up to your oh, yeah. I love those. calf or your yeah. knees, and he'll wear them in cross-country meets and, you know, whenever. He wears them every day to school, but um, he loves crazy socks, and so... I got him a pair of crazy socks, and then I am really excited about the ones I got my husband. They have Alexander Hamilton on them. Oh, nice. I know. And our whole family, we're huge Hamilton fans. So those are going to go in their stockings, but I'm super excited about that. That's amazing. Yeah. What about you? Okay. So we got Kendrick his first bike. And that's a milestone. Yes. It's like, I feel like it's a milestone. He has a scooter, and he's really talented with his scooter, like, He rides that thing like crazy, but the girls all have bikes and he just doesn't have a bike. And so we felt like, oh, it's time. He's finally to that age. And the funny thing is a few weeks ago, it came in the mail, but it came shipped in the box with the picture of the bike on it. Oh, I hate it when they do that. Oh my gosh. And all of our kids were home. It was like on a Saturday and the girls were going outside to play and they go out and they come walking in. They're like, mom, look, there's a bike on the front porch. (laughs) Santa came early. Yeah. And Brooke and I look at each other like, oh no. And Kendrick's like, what's that? Is that for me? (laughs) No, it's for the neighbor. Yeah. And Brooke was like, oh no, that's something that I got for work, which is good because that's what Brooke does for his job is like, (laughs) he collects lots of toys for uh, schools and people in the community. And so he's like, oh no, no, I ordered that for some kid for church. And nice. So we went and hit it, but we're hoping he doesn't um, remember by Christmas and he's still excited. Oh, so fun. Yeah. I love that. I love giving gifts. It's just so fun. I do too. I do too. All right, guys. Well, we hope that you guys are having a great week leading up to Christmas and that you're enjoying the little things with your family and your kids. And you can always come share your little things with us over on social media. Have you ever considered planning a gathering? 
Whether it's a retreat, reunion, workshop, or celebration, gather your tribe and meet at Gathering Oaks. Tucked away just outside of Waco, Texas, Gathering Oaks offers 19 unique bedrooms plus two meeting spaces. On over 30 acres with a shady central courtyard and pool, it's a serene location to relax and stay. Whether you want to catch up with old friends around a fire, spark the next big idea for your company, or celebrate a milestone, Gathering Oaks has everything you need to reconnect, retreat, and rejoice. For more information or to book your stay, go to gatheringoaksretreat.com. All right, guys, welcome to today's conversation. We cannot believe it's almost Christmas. So this is the time of year that, and especially this week, that I feel like everything in our lives gets really out of control. Do you feel that way? I I feel like my whole life is out of control. (laughs) So that's so true. This is the norm, but there's like a little more decor around my house. Yes. Hey, you know what? If life's going to be crazy, at least it should be decorated, right? Right. At least it should look pretty. (laughs) Okay. So how are you doing this Christmas season? Are you hanging in there? I am. I, you know, I try to get my shopping done early, not like before Halloween, like a crazy person. Um, I resent that statement Uh because I had half of my shopping done before (laughs) Halloween. Okay, I don't understand how that works because don't your kids change their minds? Um, some of them do. I usually buy, like, and I, I think I'm going to share more about this later, but I shop throughout the year and okay. buy them little things. Like, I had all their stocking stuffers before Halloween. Okay. Um, and then those little things that they mention right before Christmas, I might run and grab. Uh-huh. But I shop on, like, Amazon Prime when they do, like, Prime Day in the summer. Yeah. And Target always does like a huge toy sale. And so I get them little things, the things that they don't even realize that they want. I'll get those little things throughout okay. the year. Uh, okay. I'm eye rolling over here. My mother <laughs> like that. She's done by August every year. That's amazing. I know. It's crazy. Y'all, I, I and I consider myself an organized person, but I'm not that you organized. Are. You are. But funny. also one of my kids has a July birthday and the other four are September. So yeah. they've just had all these gifts and... Yeah. If I bought anything, I'd end up giving it to them for their birthday. So I feel like I have to like catch my breath before I shop for Christmas. It is harder because three of my kids have birthdays in the early spring. Uh And so I do have a kid that has a September birthday. And so it's always harder for me to shop, do Christmas shopping for her because she's just gotten everything. Right. Um, So yeah, I do get that. So people with fall birthdays, it's more of a challenge. It is. It's hard. So today we are each going to share a few ways that we have found to help make the holidays more meaningful. And for both of us having large families, we have found the more meaningful, the better. So Kara Kay, would you start us off and share one of your ideas that makes the holidays more meaningful? Yeah, sure. So something that we have found that helps make the holidays more meaningful and not so much about what we're getting is using the time to really serve other people. And I think it's really easy for us to get wrapped up in the Christmas stuff and the holidays. And we have so much going on because this kid has a party, this kid has a, you know, a program and there's so many things happening that we forget to focus on other people. And we're just worried about our checklists and those kind of things. So what are some ways that you guys do this as a family? 
So I think I mentioned this back in episode 11 that we do Operation Christmas Child boxes every year. Yeah, yeah. That's fun because the little ones can do that. They can go to the Dollar Tree. They can pick out toys that they like. Um, For the older ones, we have done lots of different things. So one thing our church does now is they they call it the 12 Trees of Christmas, and it's just different trees in the lobby, and they represent different local ministries. Oh, that's cool. It's Yeah, you pick an ornament off the tree, and it's kind of like a wish for that organization or that ministry, and you go buy whatever is on that list. And so we kind of let the kids go to the tree that they want mm-hmm. um, for the ministry that they want to help, and they'll pick an ornament off. And so then they go with us to, you know, buy whatever it is. And sometimes it's little things, like there's a ministry in town, they just wanted LaCroix for their volunteers. That's awesome. Okay, I can do that. I'm on board. (laughs) Yeah, I will support anyone who wants to drink LaCroix. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we've done stuff like that. We used to serve at something called Mission Waco Toy Store, and it's for families who cannot afford to go to a Target or shop Mm -hmm. on Amazon. And so basically you donate toys and then we would work at this toy store and the families would come and they buy toys at a reduced price. Yes. I love this. Yeah. It gives them some dignity. It It does. It lets them buy specific toys for their specific child. They get to pick out what they want to buy. Yes. Yes. That's so great. That was fun. We haven't done that in a couple of years just for various reasons, but that was one of our favorite things. Yeah. Our church does a similar thing. Um, We do, I mean, it's basically an angel tree where you pick off, you know, a seven-year-old boy that wants a Lego set and you go buy that. But then we give the, um, the toys to the parents so then they can give the kids the toys on Christmas, which is so great because when it's like, oh, here's the toy that this church bought you you know, then it's telling the kids, well, my parents can't provide for me like everybody else's parents can. But when right. you give the parents the opportunity to provide to their kids in yeah. whatever way it looks like, whether they're coming and buying them at a reduced price or someone's just providing them for them, it still is such a great opportunity for the parents to give to their kids. Yeah, so, I agree. I love that. Oh, something else that we've done in the past is – um, small groups that we've been a part of. We've adopted um, a family and pr- to provide Christmas for like a specific family. Yeah. Uh, I know there was a family a couple years ago that had like three kids. They had two boys and a girl. And she, the mom gave, gave us a list. Here's the things that they want. And so we all split it up, went shopping for them, and then went and helped her wrap the presents. And so then on Christmas, she was able to do this full Christmas because they had lost their jobs and they just didn't have the money to provide Christmas that year. And I loved being able to do that because, again, it wasn't us saying, oh, look at us. We bought these presents for you. Uh-huh. But it gave the parents the opportunity to provide when they were in a tough spot. Yeah, I like that because you want to bless the kids, but you also want to support the parents. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's so important. Well, another way that we can make the holidays less stressful and more meaningful is to just simply slow down. Amen. (laughs) Sometimes this is hard when you have a family like ours that has Mm -hmm. a lot of kids and a lot of activities, like you're mentioning all the holiday parties and the holiday shows and all that kind of stuff. Um, But even if you only have one or two kids or no kids, your life fills up really fast around the holidays. But simplifying to only what has to happen 
And not filling our calendars just for the sake of filling them can make the holidays much more meaningful. So Kara Kay, what are some things that you say no to? When my kids were really little, we always did an advent activity calendar. Uh And I actually used to have a business where I sold these and I loved doing them. You know, we'd have different activities every day, but this was when my kids were really little before they were in school and they were in activities. And so I had to learn to just say no to things. And so we don't do those activities anymore. Um, And we try to just find things that are a little simple, simpler and easier because I feel like we get really overwhelmed feeling like we have to do all of the things yes. with our kids. Mm-hmm. And if if we're not doing everything with them, then we feel like we're failing as a parent. And I think we just have to find those maybe big things or little things to say no to. Because for us, it was the advent calendar that we, we did for probably five or six years. But now we just don't do that anymore because we don't have the space. And yeah. it's easier for us to, you know, maybe sit and read a, a scripture in the evenings or something like that, but not, we can't bake Christmas cookies and go caroling and do all the things every single day. Um, what about you? What's something that you guys have said no to? Well, uh, the, the one thing I have said no to, and I do not feel bad, is the elf on the shelf. Yes, me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I really do not like the elf on the shelf. I know. He made my life miserable. So I did it for a couple years when I only had three kids and my kids would bicker over who got to find the elf. Uh My daughter would wake up. She started waking herself up earlier to find him for the boys. (laughs) I mean, my kids are so competitive that it couldn't just be a fun thing of, hey, let's find the elf. It was who's going to find him first. Who's going to find him fastest? Don't touch him. I'm going to touch him just to make you mad. I mean, it wow. was, oh, it was all out just chaos and fighting. Mm-hmm. And so finally the next year I was like, we're not doing it. And I put the elf on the shelf in the manger, worshiping the baby Jesus where he belongs. That's right. I love and it. He, he stays there all December. That's so fun. I know some families are really good about this and they make it really fun, but uh-huh. I am not a very fun mom, apparently. <laughs> I'm not either. And I'm not like uber creative and crafty. Yes. To do like the elf in the bathtub with the marshmallows or like the elf is going to toilet paper your house. I'm I'm sitting there thinking you do have to clean this up. You have to clean this up. Your kids are not going to clean this up. You're making more work for yourself. And so, yeah, I just, I can't deal with that. I can't either. And it's funny because my kids have asked me so many times, mom, why don't we have an elf on the shelf? And I, I just told them one year, I think you guys just have really good behavior. And I think the elf only has to go watch kids that have really bad behavior. That <laughs> is how you do it. That's how you And so my kids right were there. like, oh, okay. That's and I was awesome. like, I have a direct line to Santa. You don't need an elf to go talk to Santa because I talk to him directly. So just keep acting good and everything will be all right. (laughs) Okay. Well, that actually brings up another point I wanted to ask you about. Do y'all incorporate Santa into your traditions or are you Santa? Yeah, we do. And um, a couple of my kids are kind of to the point they're like, "Mm, I don't know about the Santa guy. Um, But Santa only brings one big gift to the kids. And... And I say big, like, you know, it's not massive, but like their main gift, it's their main gift that they, the main thing they wanted and, and then they get a stocking. Um, cause we don't want Santa to bring them 5 million toys. And then the other kid at school is like, but Santa only brought me two toys, you know? Um, 
And so we don't make a big deal out of Santa and, but it's still fun. You know, it's just part of our yeah routine. What about you guys? Well, growing up, you know, I did not grow up, um, in a Christian home. Uh, right, right. we went to church on Christmas and Easter always, mm-hmm. but, uh, Jesus was not an active role in my life. He wasn't something, you know, I really didn't even understand who Jesus was until I was in high school. So growing up Christmas for me was very much Santa centric. I mean, that was a huge deal. My mom made sure we always went and sat on his lap in the mall and, you know, had tons of gifts from Santa. So Christmas was all about Santa for me growing up. So now as I've become a parent, I, I also don't feel like I can just wipe Santa out of the narrative because like you said, they talk at school and, you know, every movie's about Santa, all that kind of stuff. Like Elf is one of our favorite Christmas movies. Yes. So I don't feel like I can wipe it out completely, but I don't take my kids to get their picture made with Santa, which I remember that was really hard for my mom. She was like, you're not, what? You're not doing that, you know? But I'm like, mom, I don't want to wait for two hours to get a picture with Santa. Like, we're fine. Um, we don't do that. Like, we're just like you as far as Santa brings their main gift and does the stocking stuffers. And that's it. And, you know, it's like we acknowledge him, but we also don't. Uh, he's not the main part of our conversation. We do try to keep it more on. We're celebrating Jesus's birthday. Right. That's something I didn't understand until high school, that Christmas was Jesus's birthday. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think about because I did grow up in a... Christian family and but Santa was still a big deal for us growing up and we we actually do the Santa pictures but mostly because one of our local coffee shops brings Santa in for free on a weekend and you don't have to pay to see him oh nice and so I get to go in I get all the kids hot chocolate I get a coffee and they say hi to Santa and he's like the best Santa ever yeah um he looks so genuine and he's really sweet and so that's why we get pictures every year. And so, yeah, but I also think that sometimes we as Christians have a tendency to cut out the, you know, the the secular things uh-huh. about holidays and it makes us a little standoffish to people. Right. Um, you know, we, we see this with Halloween where people are like, well, I'm not going to celebrate Halloween, but what if we were more open and welcoming, you know, when kids show up to your door and ask for candy, what if you're giving out the best candy and you're, you know, showing them the love of Jesus through all of these secular things like with Santa, you know, what if you're going to see Santa like at my coffee shop and buying coffee for the mom that's running around like crazy trying to chase her three toddlers or, you know, that sort of thing. So I think there's a lot that we can do to show the love of Jesus in these through the secular parts of holidays that we have a tendency to say, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. So I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. So um, something else that we do that helps make the holidays more meaningful for us is traditions. So I am a big traditions person. Last year at Christmas, I write for an online blog for a church. And I I wrote a article about 10 mostly free Christmas traditions. And we'll share the article. Um, but it's just a really good reminder that the holidays don't have to be about spending a lot of money. Because I think we get really caught up in that. Like, oh, everything we do has to be about spending money or buying gifts. But the holidays are really about celebrating with friends and family, celebrating Jesus. Um, so what about you guys? Are you big on 
family traditions as well? Yes, I do love traditions. However, early on in marriage, I did feel overwhelmed by the amount of traditions that my husband was bringing into our marriage. Oh, see, that's hard when you both bring in your own things. Yes. Yes. And so we had to sort of talk about, okay, we don't have to do all the things, Mm -hmm. but let's just narrow it down to three traditions that we want to do every year. Um, And we might do more than that, you know, any given year, but there's three that we really are kind of non-negotiable. Okay. So the first one is uh, we always watch Christmas movies, which I think that's pretty normal, but there's a few of our favorites, like Elf is probably our favorite. Yeah. Um, That's the one we turn on when we're decorating our Christmas tree. Yeah. It's it's always our first Christmas movie we watch every year. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So our kids love that. And then um, they love decorating a gingerbread house with their cousins. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That one is really fun. And um, we tend to have to get out the glue gun because the frosting does not work. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fun. They love it. And then one thing we have started doing as our family has grown is we've limited the number of gifts that we give, which that might not be our kids' favorite part. (laughs) But uh, like you said, we do the stockings, we do Santa gives a gift, and then we stick to that, which listeners have probably heard before, but we do that something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. And so honestly, it helps me because I could probably go crazy in giving them tons of stuff. Um, and it really helps them figure out, okay, what do I really want? Because I don't need tons of stuff. And like, this is the second year in a row where my oldest son has said, mom, I don't really need anything. Just give me some books. I have everything I want. Oh, I love that. I know. And for a 14 year old to say that it's, it's pretty remarkable. And then even my daughter, she's 12 and, um, she gave me a list of like three things and she's like, I don't know. I've been trying to think, but I can't think of anything else. So I'm like, great. I'm glad y'all are so content. And um, I think they've just learned that Christmas isn't about having 20 gifts under the tree. Yes. That it's really just a day to celebrate Jesus's birth. It's a day to spend with our family and just relaxing and enjoying each other. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I've done that for their birthdays before, but we haven't actually stuck to it with Christmas. So I try to go easy on gifts because like you, we got a lot of kids yeah. and it's, it's a challenge. I need it to try is. to be better about that because I it love is it. It's a challenge. Well, and sometimes I'll kind of push the envelope and if I find something else they want, I'll, I'll think, can it fit in their stuff? How does this fit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I bend my own rules, but I, yeah, I, it sure. does at least give me a small framework to, yeah, to stay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So what about you? What are some of your traditions? Okay. We have, we're similar. We have three that we pretty much stick to. Um, that are around Christmas. So one of them is we always get um, go get hot chocolate and go drive around and, and look at Christmas lights one night. We, the kids all get in their PJs uh-huh. and we go get their favorite hot chocolate and we drive around and listen to Christmas music and go to like all the best Christmas houses, you know, because there's always those ones around town that are like really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we just do that and we love that every year. It's always fun because the kids sing Christmas music in the car and um, drink their hot chocolate and usually spill hot chocolate all over my car. And, <laughs> but it's great. And I love like taking them into the coffee shop in their PJs, their Christmas PJs, because they're so cute. <laughs> and so it's so fun. We've done that too. And we call it the Polar Express. Yeah. And so I thought it was super clever in the fact that I gave my kids tickets and I said, oh, that's you can't cute. Get on the, yeah, you can't get on the Polar Express until you, unless you have your ticket. And I had a little hole punch. And so I, I like tried to punch all the tried holes. Tried to like do things. And then the kids were like, what does it say? What does it say? And I'm thinking it doesn't, it doesn't say anything. Like it just has holes <laughs> in it. And they were so mad that it didn't say anything. So that. Come like, on, mom. Fired. 
you need to practice your hole punching throughout the year and perfect it. Clearly I do, but I already said I'm not a crafty mom. So yeah, true, true. We have a little, um, we have a Polar Express locally that is a little horse-drawn carriage and they give you a ticket and it's called the Polar Express and they drive around through the the neighborhood that has like the best lights. And Uh we always take the kids to do that. Um, one night on their Christmas break too. So that's that's really fun too. So we love Christmas lights. Another tradition that we've started is doing a cookie decorating party for the kids and their friends. Uh Because we've always decorated cookies with the kids ourselves. And a couple years ago, we said, why don't we let the kids invite all their friends over? And so we do it the last day of school and the kids all get to invite a few friends and we set up a huge table and have tons and tons of cookie stuff. And They have so much fun decorating and eating way too many cookies, but I think it's just a fun way for them to bring their friends into, you know, celebrating Christmas and our family traditions a little. That's a great idea. I might steal that one. It's fun. Yeah. I love it. It's a huge mess and yeah, but it's so fun. Um, And then the last one that's probably my favorite tradition that we do is a kid's gift exchange. So each one of our kids gets $5 um, to spend on each of their siblings. We take them to the store at different times. Sometimes we'll go as a family and we'll split up. Like I'll take these two kids and they shop for those two kids and Brooke will take, you know, and then we'll split, we'll switch. And it's so fun because they have to stay under $5 for each of their siblings and they get to pick out a gift. We usually have to wait until like December 23rd to do it because they're going to (laughs) ruin They're, you know, they're going to, somebody's going to spill the beans and tell somebody else what they got them, but they get to shop for each other and then they bring them their gifts home and they wrap them and put them under the tree. And then on Christmas Eve, cause we don't open all of our gifts until Christmas morning, but on Christmas Eve, after our Christmas Eve service at church, they come home, we have dinner and they get to open their gifts from each other. Oh, so, so it's cute. one of my favorite things because they love giving gifts to each other because yeah. it's just so fun for them. And those usually end up being some of their favorite gifts uh-huh. that they get all Christmas. And usually it's like, oh, I got this $3 necklace that's going to break tomorrow. But I remember <laughs> Zoe got one like five years ago and she still talks about the gift that Jesse got her all the time. Like she still remembers it. So, that's so cute. it's so much fun. That's awesome. Well, another thing that we can do to make holidays more meaningful is not just feed our bodies with lots of (laughs) delicious holiday treats, but to feed our soul. So I know this is especially important for women, whether you have children or not, if you are, you know, just working or navigating, you know, taking care of your extended family, or if you are a mom, everybody needs to learn to take care of themselves, especially around the holidays. Even if it's just five to 10 minutes a day of doing some yoga, reading a book, drinking a hot cup of coffee, not letting it sit there for 30 minutes and getting cold. Um, but when there's so much going on, it's, it's difficult to do this. Um, but we need to remember that we have to refuel our soul if we can pour into other people. So what are some ways that you do this? What are some ways you feed your soul around the holidays? Reading a book and having that hot cup of coffee is one of my favorite things. And so when my kids are home over the holiday season, you know, they're out of school for two or three weeks, I'll have days, you know, times during the day that I say, okay, we're all going to sit and I'll turn on a Christmas movie for them and I will just escape and go to my room and sit and breathe for a few minutes. And, and it's just so nice to have that break to read a book I enjoy and just rest because I feel like we're going, going, going so busy that we get so wrapped up in all the things happening 
and yeah, we don't take care of ourselves. And I tend to be the one that's like, oh, there's a pile of Christmas cookies here. I'm going to go eat seven of them because I'm <laughs> tired and overwhelmed. So yeah, I, I think it is so important to take care of us. Um, what about you? What do you do? Yeah, I do a couple things. So I like to have like instrumental Christmas music playing in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like it just creates an, a calm atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like to do that. And then I really like to just, and I kind of do this all year. I just escape to my bedroom and fold laundry on my bed and listen to a podcast. I or do watch, that too. Yeah. yeah. Or watch something I want to watch. Because yes. If I'm just in the living room, I can never watch a show or listen to a podcast. But if I'm in my room folding laundry, the kids don't want to dare come near me because they'll think I'll, I'll put them to work. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of just escape, like you said, like I just need to escape for a good 10, 15 minutes, fold that load of laundry, and then I can go re-engage. So another thing that helps the holidays be more meaningful for us, and it may be a little late to mention this now, but it helps relieve a lot of stress for me during the holidays is we set aside money throughout the year to help buy Christmas gifts. Um, And I do a lot, you know, like I mentioned, I do some of my shopping throughout the year because I do not ever want to be that person that's running to the store on Christmas Eve. Now, granted, it's happened many, many times. um, But when it comes to shopping for Christmas, I think that we just have to remember this is not what the holiday season is all about. And if something's overwhelming us and stressing us out, we just have to let that go. If it's a gift that we can't get because we can't afford it or we haven't had time to get it, it's not the end of the world. And just by simplifying our giving can really help take some of the stress off of us and make everything more meaningful. Yeah, I agree. Simplifying is the way to go. So we do that, like I mentioned already before, just limiting Mm -hmm. the number of gifts that we give our kids. We do the something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. But I know a lot of families who give their kids three gifts because the wise men gave gifts. I try, like I already mentioned, I try to complete my shopping by like December 1st or the first week in December. Uh, You clearly are an overachiever and finish by uh, back to school. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like if you can get it done by December, then you have all of December just to enjoy the holiday parties, the cookie decorating, you know, all those things that you're doing to make memories because you don't want your Christmas memories to be standing in line at Target. I mean, although it is a magical place, but still. It is. It's basically the North Pole, but I agree. And I mean, having online shopping has changed our lives because I rarely go to the store. I mean, anyways, I don't like to even go do my grocery shopping in the store, but just being able to order gifts online has made, has simplified it so much that we don't have to worry so much about running, running, running to a million different places. And I think that just helps us so much to be able to get the things done that we want to do and find joy in the giving and not making it stressful. Have you ever considered starting your own business, but realized the millions of reasons why it would be too difficult and you've just given up? Or are you a small business owner who just needs a little extra push? Enter our friend, Retha Nicole. She is a life and business coach helping businesses go to the next level. Now, maybe you're thinking, what in the world can coaching do for my business? So I'm going to give you five things that Retha does to help you go to the next level. Number one, she gives you a clear path to move your business forward. 
She also transforms your visions into goals. Don't we all need that? She will help you implement a strategic plan to grow your business successfully. Also, she gives you a personalized marketing strategy to help boost your lead generation efforts. And finally, you will have a dependable accountability partner to help keep you on track with your goals. Now, I don't know, if you're like me and you feel like you're a squirrel running around chasing the next new shiny marketing idea, you probably need someone like Retha Nicole to swoop in and save the day with your business. You can contact Retha Nicole at RethaNicole.com today for a free consultation to see if she's a great fit for your business, which I'm pretty sure she will be. So contact her at RethaNicole.com to start making your dreams and goals a reality. Okay, we always wrap up our episodes here talking about resources. They're helping us rethink the world around you. So Elizabeth, is there something you are reading, watching, or listening to that has helped you rethink the world around you? Yes. So around the holidays, I always get a lot of people, whether through text or DM or emails, asking me for advice on how to navigate uh, just di- dysfunctional families or just really tricky family re- dynamics and, and difficult relationships. And so I wanted to mention this resource. Uh, I just finished reading called When to Walk Away by Gary Thomas. I have heard so much about this book recently. Oh my goodness. One of probably my top three books I've ever read. Uh, if you like the book Boundaries, you will love When to Walk Away. So it really hones in on the idea that God has given each of us a specific mission. And if we are wrapped up in a toxic relationship and all of our time and energy is going to that relationship, then we cannot live out the mission that God calls us to. And he does a great job of helping us identify a toxic person versus just kind of a difficult person or a person that's, you know, just hard to deal with. Uh, And he just really, just like boundaries, gives you permission to either walk away or just to create some healthy distance and some healthy parameters so that then you can go live out the mission God has given you. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to read it. It's definitely going on my uh, January to be read list. Awesome. I love it. What about you? I recently read a book called Postcards from Babylon, The Church in American Exile. And I will say this book is a massive challenge. Um, it, it sounds pretty heady. It is. Um, it was probably one of my favorite books that I read this year. But I think a lot of people will struggle to read it um, because it's not like a feel-good book. It really dives into Christianity in America and what that looks like and what our values look like. And so, I mean, he dives into a lot of things that make you think really hard about our culture and our society. And he really goes into the things that Jesus valued and, you know, humility and service and love, things that Jesus did really, really well that we struggle with today as Americans. It's not an easy read. It's not a feel-good read. I would not uh, read it laying on a beach or, you know. It's not chiclet. No, it wouldn't read it laying in a hammock trying to get cozy, but it is, it's a fabulous read that will really help you rethink some things and, you know, begin to ask some questions that you may have and that I think are good to, good things to consider. So it is by um, Brian Zond and yeah, we'll add it into our show notes, but it's a, it's a great read. So I definitely recommend checking it out. That sounds great. And rethinking the way we see the world and ourselves and the church is what we're all about. So that sounds like a great read. Absolutely. Well, thank you to everyone for listening today as we chatted about the holidays and answered the question, how can the holidays be more meaningful? 
We hope this conversation helped you rethink the Christmas season and find some ways to make it more meaningful for you and your family. We will be taking a break next week to spend time with our families, but we will be right back here in January with a lot of great questions. We wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. And if you guys would like to give us a gift this Christmas season, please go leave us a review on iTunes. We would absolutely love it, and it helps people find the show better. We would also really love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram. We are at The Asking Pod. You can also connect with each of us on Instagram. I am at Karake.James, and Elizabeth is at ElizabethOates underscore. And finally, keep asking questions for friends. friend.